I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another action-packed episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, a special Sunday uh, edition. All right, yeah. Chill out. First time ever. You seem like you got something you want to get off your chest, Andy. No, no, it's a special Sunday edition. So okay, we're a few days late. Reason you've been on holiday? Yeah, I've been on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Been to uh, Lanzarote. Lanzarote. In the Canary Islands. Yeah. Tenerife, Lanzagrotti. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore? <laughs> no. All I know is that Lanzagrotti. I don't know if I've ever been. I can't remember. I think you remember. Yeah. Was it good, though? Thanks for asking. Yeah. Yep. I thought you were never going to ask. Yeah. It was lovely, thanks. Yeah. It was a uh, bit of winter sun, but not too much sun, unfortunately. Yeah. It was, uh, but it was nicer than it is here. Okay. So. Busy? What do you mean, busy? Well, like the resort. Like, where you Many stayed? punters? <laughs> what was the gate like? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, well, when you sat by the pool. Lots was there of old people. Sat with you? Mm, okay. Not many. I d- only went to the pool once because of that was that. I tell you a bit about the weather. I went to yeah. a beach a couple of times. Okay. I went to the pool once, um, and I went to the zoo. That was fun. Um, and I realised so the zoo. There was probably about at the the whole zoo. There was probably maybe uh, I'm going to say about eighty people at the most at the zoo the whole time. So I was thinking like, and then, and they were obviously doing all the all the shows. But it was essentially like. Everyone would just go from one show to another for the, you know, like following the, the group. Birds of prey and parrots and dolphins and sea lions. Dolphins, yeah, oh, nice. yeah. It wasn't interestingly enough. The dolphin show, which I thought would be the most entertaining show, um, was uh, probably the least enjoyed by children. Oh right, Calvin had no interest. No, well, he's still and not even one years old. Well, you say that, but he loved the birds of prey. Okay. He thought it was amazing when they were going over his head. He was like, oh. He loved the parrots. Yep. And he loved... So the sea lions, he wasn't that into until the big one, the big fat one, did a handstand. <laughs> All right. And the, like his dad, isn't he? A bit of acrobatics and... Yeah. Uh, oh, did he do a and, flip? Oh, uh, he's in. Yeah. But like, uh, and then he got well into the sea lions after that. Yeah. So, um, cool. so yeah. So he, but he really enjoyed um, all of the, the suit. Like... Just moving animals, I think. Okay. Armadillos, well into them. Little little rat things, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, armadillo. That was the dive bar, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. What is it? Crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Yeah. Or is it the other, the other way around? Maybe. Yeah. Crunchy on the inside. But like armadillo's got the hard shell, which is why I. Yeah. It's oh, weird, know. isn't it? Yeah. Armadillo. That was a real big joke but in the nineties. Oh, it's yeah. saying that over. It's a bit like that garlic bread. Yeah. Wasn't it? Which also Before, wasn't. Which was funny, I guess, when I was nineteen. But <laughs> yeah. But when I was ten. Armadillo. Yeah, funny creatures, armadillos. Though, cause oh, they're like, it's, they're like, they've got the, sh- they've got obviously like a shell, like it, a, yeah, but an armored shell. And they've got like rat-like hands and oh, they? tail, like oh. rodent-looking faces. Mm. But Calvin thought they were brilliant. Oh, good. Um, and we saw, oh, we saw some bison as well. Yeah. Which, well, Haley was like, "What the is that?" Like they're massive, like, yeah, massive yeah, things. Yeah. Like, and Calvin was just like. Oh, <laughs> but like big old. They're like yeah. big bulls, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So here's here's an interesting, non-interesting fact. Uh, there was when, So I got the name the Iron Lions from a UFC fighter, which is the Iron Lion, and I considered being the Iron Bison. 
really. But then I'm just you look big, a little bit like a bison. But I'm not big enough to be a bison. You know <laughs> I don't think then? a bison's a particular, particularly threatening well, I don't know, animal. That, well, there's Bison Smith. Do you know what I mean? Like he used the name, didn't he? And he yeah. Used, but that's my point. Is he's massive. So I was just like, uh, no, we'll just stick with the iron lines. Bison's have got cute faces. Have they? They're very fluffy. Yeah. And also, there's a Basingstoke Bison's, which is the ice hockey game I went to okay. one, one time. Well, maybe I stand corrected. I don't maybe. know. It just sounded cool. The iron. Maybe bison. we need more Bison's in professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, just throwing it out there for any young aspiring wrestlers mm. coming to the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. Yeah. First plug in. Yeah. Um, maybe a Bison could be your. Uh, yeah. Who could we have? Uh, yeah, we'll have a think. Who could be a Bison next time? Gav could be a Bison. Nah. Phil. Not f- not psycho. Are they that big, Bison? Bison's are big boys, yeah. Are they? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought they were big, but okay. Anyway, moving on. Glad you had a good holiday. Thank you. Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, I've been holding the fort at the Portsmouth School of Wrestling for Saturday, Sunday. We had our new teenagers class Saturday morning. That went without a hitch. Saturday morning, juniors class, very busy. And even, actually, well, we've got the show uh, the show yesterday. So it was, uh, it, we've been very busy on the run-up. So it's been very good. What else have you been preparing for? Okay, so there's some rather exciting news that I've been... You, you, in wrestling, you always... Or at least Johnny Storm always taught me... I'd get not countless emails, but I'd get people who'd be like, oh, I can organise this trip to Canada for you, and I can do this, and I can get you involved in this brooch, and Texas, and all these different things. And Johnny would always say, don't believe anything till you get on a plane. Okay, so I always took... I was really uh, abided by that rule, all right? I, it's not just wrestling, but wrestling's what we know. So anyway, um, Boxing Day, I got a text message um, from a member of the office of New Japan Pro Wrestling to do my first tour of New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I'll be starting. If this goes out on Sunday, tomorrow. And I think this is one of those moments where we were actually... Oh, I'm commentating, by the way, not wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thinks... Uh, new like, what the know, hell? And now he said he's commentating. Fish. Everyone's like, what the hell again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 so, uh, um, so, yeah, so like you say, you, d- you never really get too excited until... You're there, really, do you? Yeah. And that's why I think that's why we're so we're recording this before you get on the plane. We're yeah. not, and uh, I don't uh, want there to be a um, uh, a snowstorm. I don't want there to be a drone. Do you remember like, some sort of reason as to why? So we're going to put we're going to put we're going to put this we're going to put this out once you're checked into the Tokyo Dome Hotel. That's it. I will give you the thumbs up on WhatsApp, and, uh, and then we'll, then we'll, we'll make this podcast live. Yeah, yeah. And you're not a good flyer either, are you? So well, no, I think a, I'm over that. I think, yeah, because yeah, I had a really rough flight coming back from a holiday. I've been on rough flights before, but this one really stru- stuck with me. Uh, one time coming back from France uh, with Johnny, funnily enough, and it was frightening. But it was a short flight. It was only like an hour, hour and a half. So, oh, we'll get through this all right. But come back from Florida once, it was particularly bumpy. Um, uh, only for probably 10 minutes, but it feels like three hours, doesn't it? You know, and you're kind of white knuckling it, holding um, the, you know. But anyway, I can't is, relate. But my point is, I kind of think that anxiety... I've been on a couple of flights since then, so we went to Dallas, obviously. I wrestled in Germany a few months before that. So I've been on a couple of flights since then where I didn't travel well. But I actually think... I'm thinking about my anxiety is just washed away without thinking about it too much. I hope so. So, yeah, I think I'll be fine, honestly. Like, I think I'll just be like... You know, like, obviously, since we went to Dallas, which is the last time I was on a plane, Marty's travelled all over... Was that the really the last time you were on the plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That three years, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Marty's travelled all over the world. Have you not been to... like? Disney since no, then? No, I haven't been anywhere. I've got on a train to go to Paris. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been on a train. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, you know, I, I, obviously I talked to Marty. He's like, oh, I'm in here, 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 here. He's got everywhere safely. 
you know, thousands upon thousands of planes get off the ground. Like, I never had a problem with it at you all. You were a like bit a, weird on that flight to Dallas, weren't you? I just played Tetris the yeah, whole the time. Yeah, the whole time. Like yeah, and that's no 10 hours or something. 10 hours, yeah, nine, 10 hours on play. I tried to watch a film <laughs> and stuff like that, but I couldn't. I just, yeah, I was, I was just, I was starting to think there was something wrong with you. Yeah, but obviously I was fine. <laughs> And, uh, and it didn't help on the way home. We were all separated. Do you remember on the coming back from Dallas? We were all separated. Oh, yeah, I do, actually. And I sat yeah. next to that bloke. And he was, he was really winding me up because he was, he was constantly looking out the window. He was really panicking, poor lad. And that actually calmed me down because I, kind of, I didn't, but I kind of wanted to make, let so, him know uh, it would be all right. So myself and Chris Roberts were on a flight. So I've, I've told the travel story of when we went to Orlando, coming back from Orlando, yeah. um, where we were... So go back and listen to it in the archives, um, where we were literally we were due to fly back and we were sat on the runway for hours and then they were like... And I'd, I'd fallen asleep. I'd popped a, a NyQuil, a, 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 you know, the, yeah. the children's medicine for sleeping or whatever... And I'd fell asleep nicely, and I woke up like three hours later. And when I woke up, we were still on the runway. I thought we'd landed in England, <laughs> but we still on the <laughs> runway, hadn't gone anywhere. Anyway, we had our whole, a whole road to ourselves each on that flight there. Then the next day, we were put on a, a late flight back the next day, um, and uh, we were all cramped up on this plane. Like every, like literally every seat was taken. And myself and Chris Roberts were on, were next to someone on the the plane, and in the. I, in, on the journey, he just woke up screaming. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, really? Night terrors, yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. yeah. Don't need that, do you? I think I had one of those when I was coming back from Japan a few weeks ago. Um, when I was, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I was. I hope I didn't scream because uh, the lady next to me seemed very nice. So hopefully I didn't scream and scare her. But I actually dreamt the plane had crashed. Oh really? And like I'd survived it by running. Yeah. You know, like when you're in school. Yeah. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but when I was in school, if you ever did anything naughty, like the teacher would come, like come marching over, like blow their whistle or whatever, I'd literally just put my head down and run, sprint as fast as I could, run away, run away. Oh yeah, yeah. Think, oh, I've run away from. My I got away from it. I got away from it, away with it or from it every single time. Okay. Apart from, in fact, there were two occasions when I didn't get away for, with it. Right. So one, I f- I'm aware, very aware we're deviating from professional wrestling here, but number one was. Um, when we were we were actually play fighting, we were doing like pretend wrestling, um, and uh, it's time for me to cleanse my soul again, um, like I did a few weeks ago on the Pogs episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were play fighting. The teacher, Mrs. Edwards, was her name. She came over, um, and uh, she caught she caught us all, and like I head down, running, and like. She, I can't remember if she grabbed my arm or she called. You didn't get very whatever. far. <laughs> didn't get very far at all. No, she like she busted completely. Or like yeah. maybe it was just like Andy, stop. Yeah, it was probably Andrew, stop. So I stopped, and there's a group of us lads. There's like maybe six of us who are all like play fighting, and we all kind of laugh about it to this day. And uh, then we all had to stand up in class and explain. Like so, we all got we all got told off, and then yeah. like we were all sat down. And then we had to stand up and in class. And I don't even know how this happened, but like we all blamed Nick Bridges. Oh, he said like it was, it was Nick <laughs> Bridges' idea. He wanted to play fight, and that's why. And for whatever reason, the teacher just decided to take it out on him. Really, Mrs. Luster, her name was. She went, she went nuts, like absolutely nuts. And he was crying. We all got off scot free. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was one time. Um, Where's Nick Bridges' name? Prison or something? No, like Nick Bridges is fine. He went. He wound up. Uh, um, yeah, he was fine. Like okay. we, he went to a different school than us. He went to the posh school when we. Uh, we all went to Belfair. It's a rough school. He went to Westcliff High School for boys. Right. The, the, you know, posh one. Yeah. And, uh, um, but then we uh, we all reconnected a few years l- later when. 
What, a senior <laughs> school or something? Or? No, so like, so this was senior school. He went to ah, his senior school. Yeah. But when we turned like 18 or whatever, mm-hmm. he he started hanging out with us again. Oh, okay, nice. So uh, I've not seen him for years. He's my friend on Facebook. So right. Um, so sorry, Nick, if you happen to hear this, um, <laughs> for getting you stitched up. And the other time I ran away and it didn't get uh, didn't get away with it was uh, at Chalkwall Park, um, where literally we just wanted to play cricket, right? And we took a we took a um, uh, a chair, a tangerine from a, and a no. And a we had the, we had the bat and the ball, oh, okay. but we we needed something to be wickets, right? Yep. So we took a chair from the cafe, and like the Ask person permission? from the, just well, no, we a just chair. okay. So to put it in perspective, there was literally ten meters between the bit of grass we were playing on and the, oh, the cafe. So okay, it wasn't cafe, like so it's an outside chair. Yeah, and right, there's an okay. outside chair. Yeah, so. Picked it up to take it, put it on the grass, and yeah. then someone comes around. Oi! Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, someone had been nicking their chairs. It wasn't us, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. we just wanted to play cricket. So, what do you do in this situation? We could stop and explain. Yep. Right. Or we could do what all kids do in this situation and run. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we start sprinting off. Right. We get three quarters of the way across this field. Right. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to start walking now. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, someone grabbed me, yeah, frog-marched me into the office. And they're like, we're calling the police. And I'm like, what for? Yeah. Like, they're like, we're calling the police. You've stolen our chair. We're calling the police. So, like, we were literally just going to play a game of cricket. Like, and again, I was kind of, of course, I was worried and mm. whatever, right? And then, like, a few minutes later, um, it would have been Ben Catton and I can't remember who the other person was, but knock on my door. And Ben and, ben and Sam were brothers that I used to go. Uh, so this would have been around the time of... Uh, of mankind winning the title at SummerSlam. So what SummerSlam would have been? 98? 99. Yeah. So, uh, so but where Jesse Ventura was the uh, referee. So we've yeah. been around that time, 99. Good lads. They came back and they were like, because it wasn't even me that had got the chair in the first place. And they were like, um, it was actually us that got the chair. Oh, and they know. released me from the, <laughs> they're literally holding a, a kid, <laughs> like a 15-year-old kid yeah. or whatever, hostage in their room. Couldn't do that now, could they? No. And then like, they called the police. They really? Yeah. Like what a waste of police time. And the police wound up taking Ben back to his house and whoever the other person was back to his house. Maybe Ollie, I can't remember his surname. It's always funnier when you've got surnames, isn't it? Yeah. But took them back to their houses and said like, you know, these people... You know, these kids were taking a chair from the cafe without asking. Like, what? Again, what a waste of it's police waste time. Of effort, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the 90s were a different so time. They were, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, anyway, I'll be fine. I'll land and I'll text you and I'll say, hit rec- hit play. Upload, maybe. I don't know. Publish. Publish. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we, we you're, go, you're off going off on one wrestling trip yeah have you watched any wrestling lately by the way loads yeah go on tell us about some wrestling you've watched because <laughs> you haven't you you're lying again no that's not true at all i have i've watched so loads i've w- I, I really have but like i've watched everything i watch everything from wf superstars which has been uploaded to i can't wait to to catch up on some superstars yeah and it's the easiest pro wrestling watch i'll ever see in the world but one do you thing think WWE? okay go on one tell thing me. i have noticed is obviously when you watched it every friday night um you wouldn't notice because it's weekly, but watching one after the other, you realise it's the same guys on rotation. So it's like, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Legion of Doom. Next week, Beverly Brothers, Tatonka, Skinner. The next week, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Legion. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but the most fun is a, a bigger uh, technique they used in the day. They would film the audience. This is when the crowds would react really positively. They'd film the crowd. They'd play the music, and people would instantly recognise the music, and the people would come up. So it's fun to play the game of when they've got that sh- shot on the crowd, you know someone's about to come out, and, you, and I was trying to guess who was coming out next. And I think I only got it right once with Tatonka. So they've got a, the, the, the shot on the crowd, and comes on, and these kids just... Jump out Hang on, so you're saying you have to hear the start of a music? No, 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 no. So you're just watching. So, so basically, it, you're guessing which wrestler is coming out next. Essentially, but it was. It's, right, Joey, you go. You can do that whole, today if you want, mate. No, but it's different because <laughs> it's way different because it, the, they shoot the crowd. They're shooting the, the, the a section of the audience for say a hundred people in frame, and they're filming their reaction as to who's coming out. Yeah. And yeah. I guess the thing is, you don't really get that reaction now, do you? You don't, do you? No. Um, so. You said it's the easiest hour to watch, yep. right? And at the moment, WWE produced probably the most difficult three hours to watch on right. a Monday night, yep. right? And they've just put this show on the network. Do you think that there could be an argument for, you know... Maybe we go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. But three hours of scratch. Like, I don't... Well, yeah, but I don't think you can... But we did have Ultimate Warrior versus Skinner the other day. We had oh, a hell of a... Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, so it's right in the middle of the Papa Shango curse. Yeah. Angle, which a lot of people kind of ridicule. Uh, I liked it. We've discussed yeah, this on yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah. as a and kid at the time. Yeah, and I didn't realise Gene Oakland, his hand was was gooed by the curse. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, really I don't remember that, that no. at all. <coughs> but um, yeah, I was uh, very very pleasantly surprised. It's a shame they couldn't get a bit a bit earlier. Because I said like no, for me like I started watching in '91. Yeah. Um, just after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. so like I think. Oh, was it? No, it wasn't. It was 92. Just after WrestleMania in 92, I started watching. Yeah. Sorry. So I was just um, before WrestleMania. So, and it, um, so maybe I, I was just before as well. You. No, you don't. <laughs> maybe it was just before 92. Because, like, I... Because, again, I remember vividly the pictures of, you know, the doctored pictures that Ric oh, Flair yeah, yeah, did yeah. with yeah. Miss Elizabeth. They've so maybe it was a bit before eh? then. Yeah. Just done the expose and then being Randy Savage and Ric Flair yeah. was the one who doctored. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That was a clever little storyline for back in the day, wasn't it? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, just interesting. I and mean, you think maybe perhaps you could do an hour of squashes and an hour of competitive matches and then like an yeah. hour of gaga in between. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like the, the event centers and all that. Yeah. So brilliantly produced. Yeah, maybe maybe that could be an answer. Who knows? Yeah. But it's just it's interesting, isn't it, the way wrestling has evolved and, and it's like, has it evolved for the better? You just don't really know. But like you can't argue the fact WWE make a ton of money at the moment, but is it you know, they they'll make a ton of money with the product whether the product's good or not. You know, it's not really the money that WWE are making isn't mm-hmm. indicative of the product they're putting out. And right. that's for at least for the next five years, right? With a TV deal, yeah. So, it's you know they've obviously done something right to get where they are, but you know can they fix it? Is another thing. Do they yeah. want to fix it? Is like it broken? Five years time, are they? They obviously want going to want to keep on. They they're going to yeah. want another TV deal the same. So. Absolutely, and yeah. like, and uh, and it's it's interesting as well, isn't it? Because uh, I guess the ratings have gone down from the time of their last TV deal to now. Yet the money's still gone up. But that's I think that's more of a. Um, Obviously, we've we've spoken about how they kind of fortuitous in the sense of UFC and dicking around Fox and SmackDown going on Fox for and USA wanting desperately to keep Raw, and that's kind of led to that kind of upturn. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see. So I'm right in saying Fox is like the equivalent of ITV. It's like a terrestrial channel. Um, yeah, Fox is network TV. Yeah, which means anyone can get it. You you buy a TV, Fox is on it, and this is the first time in a long time WWE's been on. 
yes. network TV. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Um, but then, like, you've got to think, like, is it gonna, you know, if they if they are if they don't get the ratings that they need to on Fox, is that then gonna lead to because all TV contracts have breaks in them? Will that lead to Fox being like, nah, sorry, mate? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know, do yeah, you? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting, but um, shame McMahon would be out of a job. I need they shut SmackDown down. Yeah, he would, yeah. But I think the McMahon's govern everything now, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. So the authority is back. Yep. Listening to the fans. So listen to us. Bring back WWF yeah. superstars. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool they if... They did. But they did, but like, so they did, right? But wouldn't it be cool if they, when they brought it back, they brought it back under its original formula? Because obviously what happens with WWE is like when they get a new show. So when superstars came back, when ma- with main event, you saw it with main event as well. There's only going to be main eventers on this show until six weeks time we lose interest. You know, yeah. like what happens is they, they bring it in with the big stars and then they just lose interest. And because... And I'm not knocking it because I'm sure it's a hell of a lot of, a lot of work um, and it, it's easy for that stuff to become afterthoughts. But um, wouldn't it be good is, or interesting if when they brought back Superstars, they just brought it back in its original formula rather than being like, you know, we're going to have competitive matches down the wire. Right. You know, we're just going to bring it back in its original formula and see how yeah, yeah you know see how that goes but put emphasis on it so rather than being like a you know because like i know an extension of raw yeah so i know like not that we need it but like you know <laughs> we do we <laughs> as many hours of programming <laughs> as possible yeah anyway let's get, should we get on to the oh no we haven't done our uh, uh wrestling challenge wrestling yeah. challenge oh it's dead air now so uh we'll try and fill the dead air by going andy and andy's 30 week wrestling challenge Get <laughs> this is uh, Luke LT Summers' favourite bit, he tells me. Um, I'm still searching. I'm still ser- Do you know what would make it easier? If I just favourited it on my photos. Is this the one? No. Uh, that would be a good idea, yeah. If I do that today. If I do that, then it's just going to be easy to find, isn't it? Um... Awkward. Can you start looking from your end as well? Well, I don't know. Oh, I found it. Oh, I don't have it. You do? I, I've d- no, no, no. Because I didn't back up my phone. So oh, I lost and what's happened? Oh, he's bought a new phone. Oh, I've bought a new phone, phone. Yeah. What you got? iPhone X. XS Max? No. Mine's better than yours then, isn't it? It's longer. It's like a... It's a real good piece of kit. You you know, when you got it in your hand, it's... Yeah. Anyway. Let's do it. Um... Right. What was the last thing we did? Old School Territory, was it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So this week, week number 13 on this, is our favourite gimmick. Mm. Okay, sticking with Superstars, 1992. <laughs> uh, I love all those gimmicks. I know that you do. You Nails, <laughs> the Mountie, Papa Shongo, um, the Berserker. Joe, I've never been a fan of. I know this isn't the question. I've never been particularly like, oh, I love him, The Undertaker. Really? Yeah, I've never been. See, I never, right, so, just on the subject of Undertaker, so I never, so I used to like him as a kid, or I used to hate him as a kid, and then I liked him. Just when when he was a face, I liked him. When he was a heel, I hated him, right? Yeah. But I really hate, I remember thinking he was indestructible when he first, you know, hit the scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which is when I first started watching it, uh, and it wasn't long until he turned good guy but I think do you know what I think it was it was the Hulk Hogan videotape the Tuesday in Texas yes okay you know so he wins the belt by hitting him with the urn but mm-hmm. then like obviously he gets stripped of a championship for using the urn right um, well, it was Ric Flair actually slid the chair underneath oh was it a cha- the oh chair. the chair sorry yeah, yeah. it's pretty deadly yeah. at the time like, whoa yeah. 
But anyway, I thought Undertaker was indestructible because of that. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, I digress. I always thought his matches were long, um, especially when he's babyface. Boring, mm-hmm. s- very slow. So, like, you know, like WrestleMania 9, he had John Gonzalez. You know, he had the Kam- matches with Kamala. And another good gimmick, yeah. Yokozuna, another good gimmick. Yeah, that's a very cool gimmick, yeah. Uh, so uh, I love them all equally. So, so yeah, I, I wasn't really that into Undertaker until he had those great WrestleMania matches. Many, many years later. Like Batista and so, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and I guess the first, uh, the first great Undertaker match. So he obviously had that exciting, he had the exciting SummerSlam match with Bret Hart. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, he had a real good one with Bret Hart at one night only as well. Yep. Um, so he had good matches with Bret Hart. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he uh, had that match with Shawn Michaels, the Bad Blood match. Which I'm not sure. Oh, if it, yeah, I'm not sure if it was a good well, match. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure if it was good. One, yeah, it? but I'm not sure if it was a good match or if it was good because of a spectacle right. at the time. But then obviously later on he had the, all those matches. Uh, WrestleMania, um, he became Mr. WrestleMania, which in in many ways reinvented who the Undertaker is. And for many wrestling fans, that's all they know the Undertaker as. So, sure. Um, and it was, and that was less reliant on the gimmick than, you know. So like yeah, so I kind of guess I'm agreeing with you. Like I'm not a not really huge fan. Not I really was feeling about to say, oh, so Undertaker's your favourite then, but no, okay, no, because um, he wasn't really working the Undertaker <coughs> gimmick when he was doing those. No. those things, okay, so know. so the answer I'm going to say, and I'm going to put it like this: if I could bring one of those gimmicks into the modern day, I'm going to say, John Gonzalez. Are you serious? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> you're unbelievable. Uh, you are. But there was not that you know that's that's I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean it would work real good. Today, wouldn't it? He'd look good, though, wouldn't he? What that muscle well, beating, body suit, beating, beating up Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, and <sighs> and that's without any real thought before you sit there and be horrible. So you put that though. muscle suit on him and the, the fur. Yep. To me, I that's kind of like again, it's not the same, but like it's kind of like it's almost like Braun Strowman could be a modern day version of mm. of Giant Gonzalez, but like he's a, a version that can actually move. Well, they said Great Carly was almost like a modern version. Yeah. Of Giant Gonzalez. I don't know. And did you enjoy Nails. Great Carly? Yeah, because he was a gimmick. <laughs> I mean, I didn't sit there and watch his matches, really. Exactly. But, you're but like, he, but you're like he, the presentation. Like, you the like the unpopular opinion. That's it, what You're like, hmm, what, what's everyone going to think is the best? Okay, I'm going to think so you of can a say that. I can tell you, Giant Car- uh, Great Carly is a very, very consistent seller of action figures. That, to me, you can tell me it's an unpopular opinion, but a lot of people like Giant But Great we're Carly. asking your personal opinion. I'm not asking other people's opinion. You just said to me, Great Carly was a fantastic gimmick that you enjoyed, and then you just said, but I never watched his matches. No, but I watched him. I watched the, the way he walked to the ring and chopped the Undertaker on the head. And Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nails. Bring back nails. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Go on, who's yours? You see, I've been trying to think this whole time. I can't mm. think of any... You didn't enjoy any of them? No. <laughs> I'm not saying all that. What we do is talk about how good it was in 1992. I'm not saying that at all. I'm trying to think of who my... But saying that, it doesn't have to be. It could be any gimmick, couldn't it? It could be, you know, uh, The Godfather, which was a great gimmick. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a modern day one. The Demon King. I'm thinking. There's dead air here, isn't there? That's it's okay. embarrassing. Thinking. thinking time. Cool. Nation of Domination. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I threw that in for humour sakes. Okay. Another uh, good gimmick, though. Uh, yeah. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know, I guess probably. Yes, you are. Yeah, okay. You are allowed to say that. If you thought you couldn't say that, that would be an issue. Yeah. Um, Do you know who's all over these okay. stars? Who? Crush. Okay. Ah, you go on, go on. Yeah. I think I know what you're going to say. Go on. Are you going to mention Crush? Yeah. Are you going to mention him being a member of a Legion of Doom? No, not actually, no. Oh, okay, I thought that was... No, yeah. no. Because... Um, Okay, so let me just get you to a gimmick. We'll get back to Crush. Okay. Two seconds. Yeah. Right. So mine is Eddie Guerrero in his lie, cheat, and steal. Okay. That's phase. Mm-hmm. Latino heat. So just before he won the belt. Yeah. So uh, so I love the, the vignettes they played where, with him and Chavo. Um, I remember him nicking... The baby. I, yeah. Yeah, nicked baby. <laughs> they nicked a lot of things. Yeah. But lie, cheating, and stealing, I like that a lot. And I like the way it played into the matches. Like, it was real, like a, it was a real gimmick that you know, played out in modern day wrestling, you know? Sure. Um, and I like, in fact, just Eddie Gre- like Latino heat gimmick in general, like when he was with China, his oh, mama Cita, good, yeah, you know, yeah. and he had the flowers and uh-huh. like, yeah, I, just Eddie Guerrero. I think that's a, okay. I yeah. like it when, when, so China was obviously fairly tall and fairly jacked and I, the way she'd stand with Eddie Guerrero, he'd always look really small. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I quite like that dynamic. And, uh, and I'll say that's, a, that's a gimmick you could take from then and put into 92 and it would fit yeah. real good as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and to, and obviously it would still work in the modern day as well and he backed up everything in the ring and yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero. Okay. Latino Heat. That's okay. my favourite gimmick. And I'm sorry to disappoint without a, uh, you know, a 90s gimmick because I do think 90s gimmicks were the most fun, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so, well, so go on, Crush. So Crush, so, um, I had a vague, a, 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 a definite memory, but like it was real, like I couldn't really picture it. But anyway, uh, I searched high and low for this vignette of Crush, and it was like Crush talks. Well, I now know it's Crush talks, but I remembered it being a little boy who was essentially supposed to be crushing his little boy, putting his hand on a can and crushing it. I've I've always remembered that since a boy, um, and I've even searched it on YouTube just because it was it really kind of fascinated me. I thought that sounds like cool. I need to revisit that first episode that's on Superstar uh, on the network of Superstars. Bang! That vignette's on there. So wow! I kind of feel like Meant I was. To be. No, I was like, I was right. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe that's I didn't. true. It is true, though, isn't yeah. it? Because you do have those memories of wrestling where you kind of vaguely recollect something happening, yes. and then like, and then you doubt yourself. You doubt yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think superstars would be a lot like that for me. Yeah, there's loads um, of stuff. And I didn't realise actually how how almost in consecutive weeks it was like Berserker nearly knifed the Undertaker, then the next week. Uh, nails. Uh, then next week, Reaper Man hung the bulldog. Then very next vicious. Week, yeah, yeah. Which obviously we discussed before, but I, I'd almost forgotten how. We, I, I don't say it was consecutive weeks, but they were very, very close together. Maybe every other week or whatever. You know, there was some like some big angle. Papa Shungo's under uh, the warriors goo falling out of his face and all that kind of stuff. It was all on top of each other. It was like no time to breathe. And I think you can see. That this is what happens in any wrestling, really. Like, and I think, like, you can look at, I mean, you could look at Revolution Pro Wrestling, like, it goes through phases, you know, where something's like, for, like, so I always say with the wrestlers, like, they always have these spots that they like to do, which is like, which I hate because it, it'll become like a popular thing to do. Like, for ages, there was like the chopping the ring spo- post spot, yes. which I detested. Like, mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, it was great, but then it happens every single match, like, on the, not on the, not every single match on the show, but, you know, every single show, you have someone chopping the ring post. Mm-hmm. Um, just dives to the outside, like, from people who aren't particularly good at doing dives, like, why are you doing a dive? Right. Because. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's a f- formulaic <laughs> thing now, you mm-hmm. know. Um, 
A lot of German suplexes at the moment is a, a bit of a trend at the moment. Yeah. Um, but you always get things which go in, in these cycles where, like, you know, it's kind of popularised. And the same goes with putting together wrestling shows. You'll see a lot of stuff where, like, it's almost like your instant memory is... Um, or your your most recent memory is what you're pulling from <laughs> sure. in terms of your ideas. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like, so sometimes the ideas you come up with for angles and, and finishes of matches, etc., they can be quite same if you look at a set period of time. Yep. And I think the same can be said for 92 WWF. It's almost like, so for example, gimmicks. What can a gimmick be? Well, you need a profession, right? So you give them a profession, right? And then it's like, okay, so we need, you know, a big angle for this one. Stabbing, hanging. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. it's always, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. Like whatever whatever is in your recent memory bank at that moment, then gradually over time it kind of changes. When it's like, oh, we've had a lot of stabbings lately. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've had a lot of brutal assaults, mm. nails kicking the living hell right, out. Exactly. There you go, Big one. boss yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just interesting. We've had enough of voodoo curses. Um, let's let's whack sherry around the head with a mirror. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, and let's throw someone. Let's throw someone through the barbershop window. Let's. Right. It's very gruesome, wasn't it, for yeah. kids? A kid-friendly product, but, but what, yeah. a, what a childhood we had! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't, didn't damage us at all, did it? So no, no, didn't do us, us any harm. So did, yeah. did damage me. What our topic for today? Well, see, I my segue was we were talking about you travelling. Oh, um, okay. Oh, I was going to so say because I got badly damaged. Yeah, physically. I think this is this yeah. is probably a better segue. All right. But what, it's too late now. You ruined it. The travelling was definitely a better se- segue. We've spoken about you travelling to Japan. Yeah. So. We were going to segue into, uh, you know, another tri- another time you got on a plane. Yeah, two planes and, uh, or four planes, really. Two there, two back. And I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna ridicule you a little bit. Yeah, try I brought it all on myself. Poke, poke the bear a probably, little bit. Probably the most amount um, of heat I've ever had, I've ever had in so, passing. So let's get into it. So we're going to talk about the time that you, Andy Boy Simmons, went on a, a tour of uh, Africa. Well, so. so well, so is it, it's not actually Africa. Well, it's not Africa. So let's... Uh, the closest, I think, uh, country is Madagascar. So I think sh- it's still like we, a thousand uh, miles away. Let's put... So, so this was a, the second year, right? So the first year... No, no, it's been going for years. I know, no, but I mean like for... So, so LT Summers, yes. he went one year previously. In 2008. And then you went. You came along on the 2009 journey. Yes. So to, to contextualise it, it's actually... Essentially, it's in France. Right, yeah. it's essentially, essentially classified it's a French, as a French uh, colony. A French colony. Yeah. So when LT Summers went on the first trip, he thought he was going to France, like an hour away. But like yeah. he, he obviously he got a plane to France, yeah. and then from France he had to get a plane to La Reunion Island, yeah. which um, is very close to Africa, the border of Africa. Right. So when we say the time you did a tour, tour of Africa, Africa yeah. you're not really. In Africa per se, but you're you're on the uh, on the border. Uh, yeah, whatever. And, like, and I did a show uh, just again because um, I, I want to talk about me a little bit. Obviously. So I did just a funny tidbit. Where I don't know. Well, we never know when we're going to get a chance to talk about this again. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so quickly, Andy, tell us uh, a story about a time you were near Africa. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, near. Uh, so I did a show for NWE in Spain, which was on the. I believe the border of Africa. I don't. Someone's going to have to get a map out and say. But it was very close to Africa. I, I believe. You could we have been in Spain. <laughs> well, it wasn't Spain. Like I say, it was in Spain, Andy. Do you mean along the same lines? It, I was in France. <laughs> France. But really yes. Okay. We got a boat. Yeah. And the boat was like six hours. 
right? And uh, and I remember like it had like a theatre, like a cinema in the mm-hmm. in the boat, which would have been great, but it was, everything was in Spanish. Yeah, right? sure, yeah. Um, boring as hell it was, but yeah. But anyway, so this wherever this show was, it was near Africa, the borderline. But anyway, it was an outdoor show, right? And there was um f- like floodlights on the on the wrestling ring. Okay. And there's all these massive insects, like ma- like I sweat like massive. I don't know how to explain them, but they were like they looked a bit like cockroaches, but they flew, Ooh, really? right? And uh, but they were massive. I'm I'm showing you with my hand how big they were, yeah, right? And they, and they were across the um, the bed of the ring. Literally, the entire ring. There was like a carpet of these uh, oh, really? things before the show started, right? And what was very interesting, we're like, oh my god, like how's it? Like how are we going to do a show, like like this, right? And often these shows, you do. Um, They'd have like a start time for a show, and the show you'd think the show starting at six, and it wouldn't start till eight or whatever, because it's just like I guess it's the way. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, uh, well, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I don't want to be like all Spanish people are like this. But like, yeah. I guess it was kind of very relaxed in Spain. Like, oh, you know, we turn up here, and you know, just their culture. You know, like we we're, we're not. They will turn up when they're ready. They turn up. Yeah, if it's if it's five o'clock, eh, maybe two hours later the show starts. No problem, right? Um, and. Uh, so the show's like not starting for ages and there's just more and more of these insects on this ring. But I swear like as soon as the show started and people got in the ring, so it was just like, we're going to have to try something here. It was when the show started, after I think the first, so like people, like so they knocked a few away before the show started, I guess swept a few away and there were still like various things around the ring. By the time the show started, when people started hitting the ropes, running in the ring, they all very smartly moved out of the way. Oh, okay. So like, uh, as soon There's as there was a few casualties, oh, there might have been a couple, yeah. Oh, but nice, like, yeah. um, but like, when the show started, it was almost like, do you know what I mean? It's like they knew. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't be here, lads. <laughs> <laughs> we got to fly away. So anyway, that was my, my only experience so of they, being they that. Stay and watch the show. That tight. Um, well, around, some some of them stayed outside the ring area. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but like they were attracted to obviously the floodlights, of you course, know, shining yeah. very specifically on the ring. Um, so yeah, but there you go. So anyway, you. Uh, well, luckily, we didn't have any of that. We didn't have any any giant because uh, okay. So I'll just go from the top, right? So um, I did ask Andy if I told the story before. He said he wasn't sure, but I'll tell you a quick story. So around the end of two thousand and five, um, I'd uh, I'd had a had a really busy summer on the holiday camps, and Johnny was on the camps with me, and he's always like, you know, you got to get out of there, you got send e- promoters emails, blah blah. blah. So uh, I, I can remember it being a, a Thursday night or a Friday night because we could actually find the exact date um, because of what happened the following day. Um, and anyway, I sent an email to a promoter in France, uh, Jerome, his name is, and he, uh, I just said, I sent him a picture of me and my promo, uh, promo picture, and I've been wrestling for so long, I was trained by Mark Sloan, etc. Anyway, me and Johnny, uh, I'd ne- I've never really been into MMA, but Johnny said, do you want to go watch a Cage Rage show? Okay, and I I didn't really know what Cage Rage was, but me and Johnny used to be used to go out for weekends and stuff. And anyway, so and this was in the infancy of yeah, so MMA as well. So like it yeah. wasn't like so UFC wasn't even really it was a thing, but it wasn't really a a thing. No, <laughs> no. So I think I think if you look at the timeline of it, this was towards the end of two thousand and five. This would have been just as Ultimate Fighter was getting big, which I believe the story is the narrative is that kind of saved UFC, wasn't it? Or that what put that's what the interest in. Ultimate Fighter is what put UFC on the map that helped it become yeah, that's correct. what it did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I know that much. So um, so anyway, so I go to this show at the Wembley Conference Centre with Johnny. And there's a guy walking up the stairs, right? Keep in mind, I've sent this email the previous day. And Johnny goes, oh, that guy's a wrestling promoter. Like, uh, Johnny had worked for him. So we went up to talk to him. And, it, and 
just by pure coincidence, it was Jerome, the guy who I'd sent. Like, I'd never met Jerome. I didn't know what Jerome looked like. I just sent him an email off the cuff. Would you be interested in using me? He told, uh, And then, obviously, I met him there and then. And he said, oh, you know, I'll be in touch about some dates. So that was the end of 2005. I think maybe my first trip over was April 2006, um, which was that fateful flight I mentioned earlier where it was really, really bumpy. So... Uh, Jerome had said to me, oh, if you don't work for anyone else in France, I can give you six shows a year. Which I thought, oh, that's not too good. Jerome, every other month in France, show in France. Um, Did he give you that many shows a year? Well, no, because by September I'd broken my ankle. Oh, okay. So I think I had to pull out of a few. So I did three, and then I I may have had some. It might have ended up being four or five, but it was close enough, you know. So, um, So I hadn't heard from Jerome a great deal, uh, and then all of a sudden... LT gets an email about doing this show in La Reunion. So this is the beginning of 2008. So Luke Goes does this tour, comes back um, really badly sunburnt because they'd all gone. They all thought it was cloudy um, and they put yeah. babe oil on to try and catch the sun. Oh, that's stupid, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like uh, I forget who else was there, but Walter was on with Luke. Uh, Chad Collier was there with Luke. And I think a lot of the Stevie Douglas, I think, was there with Luke. So a lot of that kind of like that European crew with like, I think, I believe Luke was the only Englishman. Chad was the only American. So I want to say, uh, so that was January 2008. By December of 2009, I had an email from Jerome saying, oh, we're doing La Reunion again. Would you like to come do the tour? So he said, it's 10 days. The money was terrible, even for indie wrestling. But it was like, they obviously pay your flights, pay your accommodation. But they also gave you a food allowance, which you don't get very often. So, so we left 10 days. We wrestle five. So we get there. Next day, wrestle. Day off. Wrestle next Okay, so we end up doing five shows. So uh, so I, I say, okay, oh, yeah, that was it. And he said, oh, I need a big man to come. Uh, do you know any big guys? So I just put Dave Mastiff in for it. But I don't think Dave could do it. Um, and then I put one of my other old mates for it, but they were told he didn't look like a wrestler enough. So Who was that? Ian. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, so but I, I, I had said to him, I've said to him for years, like, you know, you're tall, you're quite good in the ring, look the part, and you'll probably get booked every weekend. But nevertheless, unfortunately, he never did it. So uh, so in the end, for the first time, I think, ever in history, Luke came again, because they always... Because they, they wanted different crews every year. They yeah. want different crews every so. year. So Luke came again. So no one really knew who was on. I knew Madman Manson was coming. Um, we'd heard, I think, through the grapevine, Lance Hoyt, he was at the time. Obviously, he's Lance Archer in New Japan now. Uh, he was coming, uh, but we didn't really know who else was there. And I can remember, let's say we left on January the 10th. I remember on January the 9th phoning around everyone going like, have you had jabs? Like, <laughs> my, what was it? The um, malaria injection, you know? Everyone's like, oh, no, I haven't. But like, what were you supposed to do like the day before? Yeah. You know, I talk about leaving it until the last minute. I think everyone left it until the last minute because no one really wanted to have the jabs. Yeah. Well, that just sound, seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, it does really. But luckily, anyway, there's been no ca- no reported case of malaria on Larry Union in so many years at the time, so they don't worry about it. So uh, quality jabs are very much passe uh, now, aren't they? I mean, are they? Uh, well, I haven't had any. <laughs> like, uh, maybe they're not. Maybe I just don't go to the doctors. But yeah. like. Um, you don't really hear about people having jabs before they go on holidays anymore, do you? No, but maybe you should. I don't know. Well, if you had, well, you, we've just established that you only get trains these days. Yeah, but no, I wouldn't. But I know um, Paul Travell went to Thailand. Oh yeah, but that's uh, there. That's yeah. And he caught malaria, and yeah. he was really ill. And I remember going to see him in hospital one day. This was in the summer of '04, 
Um, so right around that time when FWA was kind of leading up to uprising, and he was like, he was like, he was almost dead, like, like, and he, he was he had a catheter, is it? Yeah, I'm sure Paul won't mind me telling him on this, um, and uh, and he and it, it was it reminded me a lot actually of when I went to see my grandpa in hospital when he he died at the end of his illness. Do you know what I mean? He was in hospital for about ten days, and then he died, and I was just I'm looking at Paul going, you don't look like my grandpa, like, but the similarities. Did you say there. that? <laughs> no, 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 because I couldn't. Like, he was completely out of it. And anyway, the following day... He made day, a full recovery, though. Yeah, yeah, the following day, and I mean the following day, I get a phone call from Paul being like, did you come see me yesterday? Yeah. Mate, I've got no record. Like, didn't remember any of it, but he was fine like, the next day. So I think that... I, there must uh, be I guess a lot of it. Dope or something. Well, I think. Well, yeah, and I, I think a lot of it is fluids as well. So they obviously pump fluids into your yeah. system to yeah. kind of get you... Uh, right. Rocking I thought you was going to die. Like, I was like, oh, this guy's not well at all. But uh, I want to say the following day, it was... Uh, Oh no, I'm fine. I'm back now. Like, he wasn't at a hostel, but like yeah. he was up on his feet, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so oh, I guess uh, maybe that's a lesson for all of us. We should pay more attention to our yeah, exactly. Our jabs. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should. That was 15 years ago now, which is crazy. But, but do you think? So I guess what I was getting at was, do you think a lot of things, which I know, I know malaria is obviously not one of them, but like so many of the diseases have kind of almost been eradicated. So, for example, I know we still have TB jabs over here when you're you're in school, but like they've done such a good job of. Um, inoculating, I think that's the word. Inoculating. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you know, when you're in school, you get your TB jab. Yeah. Right. So obviously, years and years ago, TB was a devastating illness within the United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and it was very common. Yeah. Um, but obviously, through the years, they've almost been able to eradicate that. Um, I don't know. So I don't know. I d- it's, it's just interesting, isn't it? Like, has um, what was it called? It was called something, wasn't it? That jab. Oh yeah, but it wasn't like you're having a TV. BC, BCG, G, that was it. Yeah. BCG. Mm. Yeah. Did you have one? Yeah. Yeah, I never had one. Why not? Yeah. Because I had the little six prick. You remember they oh, because yeah, because some people are immune, immune to it. Immune to it. Yeah. yeah. So I never had one. Yeah. I don't know if I was immune to it. I just didn't have one. Yeah. Well, they obviously. So I guess I must you would have been. been yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it means yeah, it means yeah, you're a carrier. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It means you're a carrier. Always okay. knew. You, always knew you were. Oh, they're trying to put me down. Yeah. Like, trying to say oh, I'm bloody immune to it. So you're a carrier. Okay. Um, so I didn't have you, that means people like you would spread it on. Does it mean that, Doctor Zoe? No. Oh, but uh, but actually, dormant. It would be dormant. It wouldn't be active. Yeah, like I'm not sure whether you're trying to say here. <laughs> I'm saying that you've got <laughs> you're diseased, mate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm fine. Um, Riddled. So, so uh, where were we? So it's not the first time you've heard that, is it? No. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> so. So, so okay. you, you called around. Yeah, you I called around. around. Yeah, no one had no one had had their injections. But then you're just like, ah, who cares? We're only going to be like in our pants, like doing <laughs> high risk yeah. stuff, in which could uh, yeah, yeah, which could result in Rubby. blood and filth mixing in with the wounds. Yeah, and but it was fine. So so anyway, we got on the plane the following day. Me and Luke get to Paris, and we bump into a Welsh wrestler who I Matt Vaughan. Matt Vaughan, Welsh okay. Assembly. Welsh Assembly with Ricky Hype. Yeah. Mm. So Matt Vaughan was on the trip. So I I wrestled Matt. Big superstar in Wales, Matt Vaughan. He was he, he yeah. was like he, like a big like I'm I'm being serious when yeah, I say yeah, it. Like yeah, he yeah. was like a you know like the the great hope of the mm, the nation. The you know? yeah. Yeah. And he was pretty good to be fair. And Pack was. What there. has happened to Matt Vaughan? I think he's I don't know. I am friends with him on Facebook actually, but I can't really. I, I, he's obviously not wrestling anymore. Uh, so Pack was there. What's happened to Pack? Nothing. Oh. Failed miserably. Um, are you gonna? plug a show or something. Well, we could plug some shows, couldn't we? 
But just do it quickly. Okay, well, Pat can be seen at Revolution Pro Wrestling, revolutionprowrestling.com, for many de- details on upcoming events. February 15th is sold out against Will Ospreay, but you can also catch him in action in March. I can't remember the date, 20-something, against Chris Brooks. Also, you'll see him in action on another a wide variety of dates. Um, so, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled on revolutionprowrestling.com for details. Pat wound up turning out to be one of the best wrestlers in the world, didn't he? he Who would have thought? Well, he was... He was, he was obviously one, he was of, the one of the best then, then yeah. Yeah, because uh, if you look at the time, this was in 2000. Not. And and to, again, perspective on everything. Um, so, Pac, when I first saw Pac, when I first saw Will Ospreay, I thought the same things. Yeah. You're Brilliant. Like, gonna These guys are going to be, fucking, like, going to yeah. be huge. Well, they are, know? like, exceptional, aren't they? Yeah. Field, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so we, we met up with Pac. So, now there's, like, four of us. Me, Matt Vaughan, Luke, and Pac. Um, we then... We, so, 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 we're in Paris. So, you fly from London to Paris, then you fly all the way from Paris to La Reunion Islands. And we kind of, you know, we kind of, oh, we've heard so-and-so's coming. We've heard so-and-so's coming. We must have met up with Man Man Manson um, and a few others. And then uh, we bump into uh, Lance Hoyt. And he had, like, a, a mate of his who was American who, the, for the life of me, I can't remember his wrestling name. He never, he was a good talker. He's one of these guys, these American guys. He was big. He looked the part. Good-looking guy. Good body. But he was one of these guys that, oh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he was kind of the type to be like, oh, you know, rather than saying, oh, I'm about to get signed by WWE, he'd be like, oh, I'm WWE's radar. You know, I'm doing, jo- uh, you know, I'm, I'm at TVs all the time, you know. And, uh, but unfortunately, it, it didn't happen for him. Uh, so, but he was cool enough. And the other American human being on the, on the tour was the lady, I believe her wrestling name is Becky Bayliss. Yes. Becky Bayliss? Yeah. Okay, so you had Becky Bayliss. So you had one women's match. They wrestled each other five times, I think. You had Becky Bayliss versus the British women's wrestler who wrestled as Minx. Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Was the match good by the end of the tour? Probably not. I didn't watch it. So uh, so that was the trip, right? But the rumour was M-Dog 20 was supposed to be on this trip. Okay, the guy who's son of Havoc. In Matt Cross. Got Matt Cross. Okay, and... Everyone's kind of this big airport, but we're all kind of we're sitting around for hours. Everyone's kind of chatting and kind of wrestler talk, you know, like, oh, you know, I know I won't talk to you at the end of this tour, probably ever. But for these 10 days, we're all going to be best friends, best friends. Yeah. So it really is like, no, I I think unless you're like the real like low level scout hut wrestling. But like, you know, it's kind of you've got some sort of decent level wrestling. It's true where the wrestlers say. You know, you don't see each other for three or four years and then you see each other again and then it's like, oh, you never missed a beat, you know. And again, I know this isn't, this doesn't just relate to wrestling, okay. I'm not just in this wrestling bubble. It probably relates to like a lot of things. but Because also, he is in a very big wrestling bubble, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But wrestling is all I know, but I'm very self-aware that this doesn't just apply to wrestling. So, uh, but anyway, everyone's like, where's Matt Cross? Oh, well, Matt, you know, he, we know he's booked. We worked out he was booked and everyone's... And dare I say, everyone was being horrible about it, going like, oh, what a prick, you know, he's clearly not turned up, and that's really out of order, and everyone, I don't say we spent three hours slagging him off, um, but it was he, it was a real sour taste that he was just like another indie guy who just proved to be unreliable. And then I want to say we're about to get to the gate, and it was like, oh, there's M-Dog. So everyone felt really bad. Was it one of those moments where you were all being horrible behind his back, and he was actually stood behind <laughs> you the whole <laughs> time? Mighty. And Matt Cross, Mighty. for anyone who doesn't know, is probably the nicest man in the whole of professional wrestling. Without any shadow none. of a doubt. <laughs> like, he even came to my wedding, didn't he? Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came to my wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, couldn't, couldn't, you really, really couldn't uh, meet, met a nicer guy. And I had met him um, one time before at a... There was a so he was in the backyard, backyard wrestling computer game he with Josh Prohibition. Yes, so they're in the game. I believe they're on the cover, and there was some sort of launch party. Yeah, at uh, 
Were you uh, there? No, I wasn't there, but I, I know all about it, and I know... Uh, is it Coco in London, or was that a different... I can't remember what the, the, Whatever the venue was, I spoke to them recently about when I was looking oh, really? for a venue in London, yeah, okay. but maybe too small for me. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't particularly big, so we, we set the ring up, and it was M-Dog versus Josh Prohibition, it was... Uh, uh, well, it was the English guy, um, Isaac. Iceman. 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 Very interesting Ma- character. Yeah, versus Madman Pongo. Pondo. Pondo. Pondo, just one of those hardcore guys. And I actually refereed that match with Madman Pondo and Iceman, slowly refereed. Did you have gloves on? No, I didn't, no. That was a mistake. Yeah, but... Uh, so they wrestled each other, I refereed that match, and slowly refereed M-Dog and Josh. And I think there was like an FWA tag, maybe with Nikita. So anyway, I had met M-Dog, but only very much in passing. Um, I'm going to guess Nikita and Alex Shane versus Paul Travell and Brandon, Brandon Tom, Thomas. Yeah, or Ian De Silva or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, you're probably exactly right. Uh, so, so anyway, Just for a change. Yeah. <laughs> so, everyone, so, so we got on the plane. I remember we all brought, uh, a couple of us bought bottles of vodka. So the idea was, right, we're on a long flight, a good 10-hour flight. Let's all get drunk on the plane and try and kill the time. So just to, to reiterate again, so Luke had gone the year before and had no clue whatsoever that he was about to embark on a 10-hour flight yes. and also thought he was going to rainy... France, so had packed nothing but jeans, hoodies, jumpers, scarves, woolly hats, yes, gloves, um, long johns. He's very well prepared. Yeah, for a winter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in actual fact, he was going to the other side of the world where yeah. the sun beams down every day. So, um, so you never made, never made this mistake this year, this time. No, and, no, and you be, you being the lads. Um, got the vodka, and you can tell that um, it's you trying to be one of the lads because you don't drink vodka, do you? I do drink vodka. I've, I've vodka, well, maybe not the time. I might have Smirnoff been in Smirnoff Ice, Ice, but getting Smirnoff Ice in duty free might have been either expensive or just not possible. Yeah, and you just wouldn't look hard, would you? To, maybe not. To everyone. No. All right, boys, let's get on the, let's so, get on the bodies. So I want to say I was. I think Pack was sat behind me. Luke was sat next to me. Yeah, that's right. I was sat like with all the leg room, despite being the shortest. Uh, and so that's where you start getting heat from day one. Maybe. Uh, no, the heat, the heat wasn't there till last day. So uh, Not what I've heard. You've heard from Mr. Fibber. Uh, so to the right of me was Luke, and then to the right of Luke was Matt Vaughan, and behind me was Pack. And so the idea was, right, we'd all drink some vodka, we'll have a laugh. We were going to cause a problem. But Brits like, on tour. Just, just, trying to, just trying to kill the time. It's 10 hours. And also, 10 hours. Nervous was, flyer. It was a flight that didn't have TVs. So we didn't have any oh, entertainment. Except for... A, uh, so I was on the right hand side then you also have the middle section and the left section in front on the front row front row only middle section they had a TV like a big one um, but I want to say what uh, was it playing? Fifth, it was playing French war propaganda film cartoon. <laughs> oh really? yeah oh, like, to try and get everyone involved <laughs> I don't know maybe sign and everyone like, up we're like, going to fly I, you out to the island <laughs> I know for a fact um, although I don't have any foot because like today but maybe that's what happened it. to Matt Vaughan what's that? he went to he went there he Enlisted. The yeah, maybe that's where he is. But it was definitely like cartoons, which obviously big, I guess, during the war. Um, and it had like them fighting the Nazis and all that. And we were just sat there in French. You know, like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Um, so those days as well, just to contextualise this, because I was talking to, to someone about this the other day. In those days, so like obviously now you've you got your iPad, you've got your Netflix, whatever. Yeah. Those days, the best you had was a portable DVD player, right? Yes. But they were big old thick things. Yeah. And you'd have your DVD player, you'd have your DVDs, you'd have your Half headphones. And the batteries wouldn't last. And the batteries wouldn't last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> batteries wouldn't last too long. But they plugged in, but like it's recharged. Yeah. But like, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, not much in, in the way of entertainment. No. So anyway, the, the, the vodka was going to be ours. Anyway, we take off. I'm all ready to get going. And I look to my right, I've got a picture of it on my Facebook, I'll share it on my Instagram, of them two fast asleep. 
I was like, oh, this is going to be a long flight. <laughs> yeah. So No uh, Tetris to get you through? <laughs> no, there wasn't. There was nothing. I swear, nothing. Like a real sort of old archaic plane. Um, so, so we arrive in Africa. Uh, I can remember being on the minibus. So this is, I did like, really traditional. They had a heel minibus and a babyface minibus. And I was a babyface. So I was on the... Uh, God, then why would I be in with M-Dog? So anyway, I was on the babyface minibus. And I remember talking to M-Dog. And, uh, and I can remember saying... I wanted to tell him that I'd refereed that show. And I said, oh, I refereed one of your matches. But really... I hadn't. I was just trying to create conversation. I was just like, he goes, oh, I thought Mark Sloan refereed that, that match. I was like, oh, oh typical yeah. Andy, getting caught out lying again. <laughs> just, trying to be, just trying to be everyone's mate. And uh, so that was, really, that was, we kind of laughed off and said, oh, maybe, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So Luke was always saying to me, he was saying to me, um, oh, you know, we stayed up in the mountains somewhere. We didn't see any sun. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't really... So despite the fact he packed all his woody stuff, I guess it was still hot, but they, no one really caught the sun because that's why they got so badly blistered because they went up somewhere um, sightseeing, put all that baby oil on and then got burnt to a crisp. It was a very did, stupid they, thing to do. Yeah, they didn't realise that so the sun would still get them. Cloud, like the cloud clouds. sun's the most dangerous. I've been sunburnt once in my life and that was through cloud sun. Oh, was in it really? Tenerife, yeah. Okay. With, uh, with Leno Leska, right. uh, the mean machine Terry Frazier and LT Summers. Right. Um, got burnt to a crisp. Well, if LT Summers was there, you'd think he'd have um, warned you. Would this have been before? Uh, that would have been after that. Yeah, we were yeah, after yeah. that probably. Yeah, yeah so he could have warned me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, we pull up at this hotel and we are right on the beach. It's like real life. Uh, you know, I was looking at it like this. Go, if we'd been all been paid a bit more money, it would have been like a real wrestling tour. You know, we were treated well. Um, we were right on the beach. There was canoes. There was a lovely pool. There was like. Uh, what the cabanas for us all to just chill out in on our days off and but what was nice about it was we'd wrestle one day and then we'd just go back to the hotel room and then we'd all meet down in the you know we'd all go out for dinner every night and sounds lovely and civilized it really was like it, it really it really really was um i remember the first night i wrestled m dog 20 oh no he wasn't m dog 20 he was spartan 3000 so you're telling me this stuff yeah i th- i'm not sure if you're telling the truth or lying because <laughs> you've already outed yourself as a, no, this a regular is fact. liar somewhere somewhere so why were you on the same bus together then i don't know i don't know so you've obviously lied about something no, somewhere i obviously haven't line. because if i'm a rightly actually he's doing, he's doing this thing where he shuts his eyes and then looks up to the ceiling and and not true so i was obviously on the babyface bus i'm gonna start taking pictures of you time. during this <laughs> i was on the babyface bus the whole trip but i think m dog started as a heel on the first show, because they were like, oh, we've got, maybe got, I can't remember the specifics, Andy, it was like, 10 years ago, well, the point of me telling the story, is because it was, fact, it was 10 years ago this week, um, so the first night, was me and M-Dog, fine, good, like, the wrestling is probably like, the least interesting part of the tour, uh, and, uh, but I will tell you this, actually, it was the same venue every night, and it was in something, the size of a leisure centre, and you wrestled, to one side so you came out it was almost like coming out at Wembley where you come out you know like the footballers I mean you come out the tunnel I want to say it was a legend but it probably was like an indoor football pitch as well you know that's probably exactly yeah. what it was so you came out underneath the tunnel and you had to like turn around to kind of like acknowledge oh the audience, I see yeah you know so uh, and I very much treated it like a holiday camp because I was like obviously yeah but you you say obviously but like what are these people <laughs> they get wrestling once a year probably don't even have them once a year you just told me they get it five times a week oh. yeah for once a year one week a year um, so I treat it very much like a holiday camp you know high-fiving and clapping and hey, come on everyone and I don't want to blow my own horn here but I want to say I was probably the most I was the person who got the best reaction I say in quote commas rather than the guys who were going out there to try and do a million high spots 
to like nothing. You know, it was kind of like people weren't. In my opinion, you had to really take it back to basics of like, I'm the goodie, this is the baddie. Okay, I will cheerlead you to cheer for me, and he will cheerlead yeah. you to boo for him. Okay, yeah. it was very much 101 bare basics holiday camp wrestling. It was uh, just just my interpretation. I don't know what the lads did the year before, or whatever, but there you go. That's my interpretation, and and without a doubt, I was like the big baby face of the. Without team. a doubt, I was the, <laughs> the best. His his hands are in the air. <laughs> you don't even know how <laughs> over I was, uh, but unfortunately, Matt Matt. Uh, oh, we all got new names as well. So what was your name? So my name was Power Andy. <laughs> okay. But, um, and that's why M-Dog calls you Power Andy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he was, uh, so M-Dog, I think it was just Spartan. Uh, Matt, Matt Cross. Uh, because no, he was Spartan 3000 on the NWE shows, right? Yes. And he was Spartan 3000 on the NWE shows because um, Roberto, the, the, the guy who I guess was the owner. So there's Roberto and Claudio. Claudio was... Um, I guess uh, the money man may be affiliated with the mafia. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Roberto uh, was uh, the guy who was, uh, you know, putting everything on, the entrepreneur of the, mm-hmm. the team. Um, and he was obsessed with the film Gladiator. No, it's 300. It's 300. What? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. 300. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not big on my Gladiator movies. <laughs> I just <laughs> He was obsessed with the film 300, so that's why M-Dog was uh, yeah. Spartan. And I think that he... In his head, Roberto thought that Spartan three, and he wasn't three hundred. He was Spartan three thousand, right? Yep. And he thought that in his head, he thought that M Dog would be taller, right? Yes. But then when he took his top off and saw all his six pack and everything, he was uh-huh. like sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and he had the full regalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he really looked the part. He had all that with him, definitely. And that's when uh, Pack was Jungle Pack. Yeah, I don't not obviously not on your tour, but that was like, yeah. but that was in the you know I'm saying the NWE tours was when yeah. Pack was Jungle Boy because Roberto was um was absolutely um in love with the film Tarzan. I'm making that up. <laughs> oh right, okay. Well, I assumed you were going to say Jungle Book, but okay. well, no, because I, I'd say like Tarzan is a, he was a character from he was Tarzan, the man who lived yeah, with yeah, the monkeys yeah, 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 and yeah. whatever. Jungle Book's uh, very also, much a he lives with wolves, doesn't he? Okay. Yeah, Jungle oh. Jungle Book uh, is a is a little boy who lives with. A bear, Baloo. Yeah. And the rest of the people and in the, the jungle. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. So, uh, uh, so I'm trying to... Um, Classic trying to songs in the Jungle Book, by the way. I've been playing some to Calvin. Have you? Mm. Have you seen the live action version? No. Okay. What's the live action version? Well, it's not live action. It's like it's like they're redoing The Lion King, but they've redid the Jungle Book with oh. CGI and stuff. Oh, well, I'd be interested to see it. Yeah, it's really um, good. Like, it's a Disney production. It's got some of, the, some of the same music and little snippets here and there and some yeah. good actors and good... I like show, I like Shane Calvin the um, the stuff that I grew up on, you yeah. know, like in its original form. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be watching any Disney movies as a kid. No, you were actually at Disney as a kid, weren't you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I didn't go to Disney until I was twenty. All right, mate. I'm sorry. It's like a sensitive no, subject. We didn't all grow up in the ghetto. Sen- <laughs> wow. Uh, I think that might have been a little bit racist. No, it wasn't. Well, hmm. No, we'll leave that Ow. for your we'll, we'll leave that for the audience to decide. It certainly wasn't. Not every young black man grew up in the ghetto, Andy. No. So now we got that cleared up, Andy. Yeah. Right. Um, just, just so you, you're kind of, um, I guess, more socially aware. Um, <laughs> Thank you for educating. So, uh, um, so it, it seems like you've had a lovely trip so far, Andy. But um, well, yeah, yeah. So my point is, no one wants to I, hear me talk about well, wrestling. Well, well, I was going to say, like, you, like, you know, I, I, 
I feel that all good stories are built upon conflict. Yeah. And you've so. told me there's a good there's a good story here. Yeah, there's, there's a few so. there's a few good stories to wrap it off, okay? Because like I said, the, the wrestling part's boring. Um, everyone wants to hear the conflict. Okay, so we're right on the Indian Ocean. Is where we is where we were. That just popped in my head. We're right on the Indian Ocean, and we had some canoes outside the hotel. So me and Manson decide. We're mad, mad, mad. So we're going to go on our canoes. And there's a really, really couple of cool pictures of me and Manson in the Indian Ocean on our canoes, right? And I, w- I, I don't know how long it takes for sunburn to kick in, but I got very, very... Did you put any suntan lotion on before? None. Everyone was like, you're going to put some lotion. I was like, no, I'm going to get a nice tan. I made the exact Absolute same mistakes. Moron. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and uh, so, so uh, me and Manson, we went out on our canoe um, on, on our day off. And... Uh, and then by the following day, though, it was starting to really kick in, like this sunburn. And I can remember I actually wrestled in a T-shirt, which I'd not done in years, Unbelievable. Right? And my skin was blistering. Wrestling in a T-shirt. I know. It's shameful, isn't it? Absolutely shameful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I remember I had these blisters underneath my skin. No, sorry, underneath my, on my skin, underneath my T-shirt. I wrestled LT Summers, and the blisters burst during the match. And by the time I'd finished the match, I had to peel this T-shirt off taking away half the skin on my shoulder. Well, you probably should have not worn the T-shirt. Probably. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But then after that was when... So that was the fourth show. So I think in between that, I wrestled... I definitely wrestled Lance Hoyt because I remember the the ring was so hard. It was probably a boxing ring. And Lance Hoyt's finish um, is like a reverse razor's edge. Okay, so you're kind of foot, you take like a big flip bump off his off the t- so he's a big tall man as it is. Can you picture it? So obviously the racer's edge, you're facing the ceiling. Here you're facing the floor. Okay, and you kind of he flips you over. Yeah, so like a big demo used to use a move like the um, I forget what he called it, the Ulster Plantation or whatever. Maybe it's not the it's not the one winged angel that Kenny Omega does. No, a bit like a. It's, it's an opposite razor's edge, okay? So like, it's a bit like Robbie Brookside. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're up high. Up high, yeah. You guys, uh, so Lance's arms are fully yeah. extended. You're eight foot in the air, and he flips you over. And I remember almost wanting to say to him, do we have to do that? And uh, But I didn't. I just did as I was told, like a good soldier. And to be fair, it wasn't too bad. But I remember dr- dreading taking that, because that's like eight foot onto, like, essentially steel with, like, a minor bit of padding. So I wrestled them dog, and then I wrestled, must have wrestled someone else, maybe Manson, I don't know. So I go out of the canoe, I get really badly sunburned, I wrestle LT, I get my, my blisters burst, and by the top, by that point, I wasn't just sunburned, I was actually starting to feel really ill as well. Like, I don't know if there's some sort of connection between feeling really ill and sunburned, but yeah, some sort of... Uh, I don't so you're telling virus. me all this story, but I'm just not really feeling sorry for you. No, it's all, all I guess... Uh, yeah. You bought it all on yourself. Yeah, possibly. You went, not possibly, definitely, <laughs> yeah. right? So you're you're taken to this island, yep. right? Your food's paid for. Yep. Getting paid a wage to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a big one, but you're still getting paid a wage. Yep. You're, you're treated very well. You have a day off between shows. So your body yep. has a chance to relax and whatever. Yeah, we did see some nice places. We went and jumped into the rock pools. Oh, and there like you go, stuff. another example of yeah. a, a great time, how well you're being looked after and, and whatever have you. And then you irresponsibly go out in the sun and don't put suntan lotion on. Right. And you give yourself sunburn. And entirely I'm to be a professional. Enti- t- entirely self-inflicted. Okay. So, so on the full show of WrestleLT, I get these blisters burst. Right. And then the last match, we, so we have a day off. And then the next day, we're off to the show again. I remember by that day, I was feeling really, really unwell. And I was supposed to wrestle LT again. That's it. I, re- I was supposed to wrestle LT. And I just said to the guy, I said, God, I just don't think I can wrestle. And they were like, oh. You know, they, they they pretended to be understanding 
and like, okay, no, but I came up with a solution. I came up with the idea that I walked to the ring. And I've it, heard this story. Yeah, yeah, you've heard LT's version of this story. So what actually happened is, so keep in mind, I wasn't very well. And right? keep in mind, this is Andy's version <laughs> of the story. <laughs> so I, and he's already proven himself to be a liar during this so, p- specific episode. So my idea was, I'll walk to the ring, and then LT will whack me in the head with a chair onto the, on the way to the ring. So that will kind of like, I won't be fit to compete. Okay, so that was my idea that morning. So I spoke to the promoter, Jerome, and his brother, Laurent, were there. They were kind of running it together. They were both fine. They said, okay, that's cool. The heat comes is I'm told, I don't even know if I was told when I was there, maybe when I got home. So I was obviously travelling on the babyface bus, but on the heel bus from the, ho- from the hotel to the venue, everyone was burying me. Oh, he's not a team player. Understandable. Well, you say it's understandable, but like I didn't. Uh, do you know what I mean? You can say it's all my fault. But, but what, you, what was I supposed ooh. to do? Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't. But want wasn't to there an issue of when you came out for your match? You weren't even in full ring gear regalia. You hadn't bothered to do your boots up. I can't remember. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that probably was what rubbed people up the wrong but way. But we didn't know like, that because we were on our way to the bus. Oh, well, we, were, we were about to get on the bus. Obviously, well, maybe, maybe if the that's heat. true, I, I sincerely can't remember if that's accurate. All right, but Just I what can, I've been told. But I can tell you that the, the big heat was I was getting a caning on the minibus for not being a team player. And I was like, okay, I, f- I accept full responsibility, but I feel like I'm about to drop dead here. Like, I'm blistered. I am Did burnt. you drop dead? No, luckily okay. not. Uh so anyway, we, we, we did the show. Again, that was it. I bet Everyone you were well enough to enjoy the catering. Probably not. Probably, <laughs> probably not. No, I, honestly, I was really, I was really like heat stroke maybe. I don't know, some sort of. You get heat stroke, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, again, you've got to learn from your, like. Yeah, and I did. Do you know what I mean? Like every time I've gone out since in the sun, I put suntan lotion on because, well, unless you're in England. But, you know, when I've been on holiday, you learn lessons. It's a life lesson, isn't it? Like, oh, don't worry, I'll be fine, isn't acceptable. If, if we had camera phones in those days, I, the, the, po- the pictures would still be about how... Ba- you, have, you probably saw it, how badly I was burnt. And it only got worse over, like, the following week. It took ages to fully fully repair it, you know, repair, recover. So, um, so anyway, uh, that was kind of the end of it. But uh, two two minor things coming away from it was... I want to say about, so this was January, running into February, March time, LT calls me up and he says, oh, I've just had a phone call from Jerome. I was like, oh yeah. And he said, yeah, we're all going to Australia. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's taking the same team. that Apart from. Apart from from me to Larry Union (laughs) to Australia. It was the same sort of thing, like some island off of Australia somewhere, you know, same sort of thing. Um, so obviously I was gutted and angry at myself because like if I hadn't have got so badly sunburned two two questions yeah number one yeah right so obviously number one in fact if you'd go back and do it again you would have just put suntan lotion on but number two if you realised that the the mammoth headache it would cause yeah and that you'd be blocking yourself from future opportunities, including going to Australia and yeah. and future tours of La Reunion and future tours of France and you know etc. Yeah, would you have just tried to gut the match out a little bit? I don't think I could have done. I was in such a bad way, honestly. My uh, yeah, my well, every time you say honestly, I don't know if I can believe you. <laughs> Shut so. up, <laughs> some, you know, because you would have seen it. I'd have come back and probably gone see, probably went to go see you. If I went to go see my girlfriend. And uh, who was your girlfriend at the time? Kelly. Yo, I didn't want to oh, go yeah. see anyway. Understandable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was glad to get away for 10 days. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, so that was really bad. But there's one last thing was, uh, before Luca called me up, one final little anecdote regarding that story was in our room, okay, cockroaches were everywhere. It was, it was I wasn't into it at all, but I didn't have a choice, you know. So you'd kind of get into bed, there'd be a cockroach in your bed. You know, not that the place oh, was dirty. Yeah. It yeah, really it's wasn't. Just like, yeah. It's just the way it is, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I'm unpacking my bag in Liss, right at my mum's <laughs> house. Did I tell you, remember this one? And this, co- this cockroach scuttled out my bag. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. Like, obviously, I packed a cockroach. Like, yeah. where, like where, but where's it gone? You know? So now the house is infested so na- with cockroaches. No. no? And then, <laughs> but luckily, there was only one. Maybe if there was two, it yeah. could have been very different. Especially if it's a boy and a girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got busy. And imagine if you had a boy and a girl who got busy in your case. And in the course of the <gasps> flight, you open yeah. your thing back and they all come scuttling. Thousands of them. So this cockroach scuttles away into, like, my mum's washroom. And I'm kind of like thinking, well, I, I don't want to kill it, but also like I need to deal with it. Can't find it. And then about two weeks later, and I mean two, three weeks later, I open up the drawer where you put the washing powder in the washing machine, and it was bloody in there. Was it alive? I don't think it could have been. But maybe can't, they say cockroaches can they survive. They can survive a lot, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. Just got to smash one the head. Boom. Uh, I think I probably just threw it outside. And just come back straight back in. Well, I don't know. We haven't seen it since. So, yeah. <laughs> but that was it. I opened up the thing. I was like, oh, like, somehow I got in there, in, like the drawer. So, um, there you go. That was my one final last memory of La Reunion. Not been back since. And I don't think the tour's happened since either. Oh, that's a relief because if it was, you wouldn't be invited. No, but I, 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 you look at that, and despite the fact that, like, the, the, uh, the British guys, I reckon, were probably all on the same money except for Pack and yeah, and obviously Lance Hoyt probably would have got more, but I don't think a lot more because it was kind of like the privilege of going, you know, more than yeah. Anything. Like when would I ever get to go anywhere? I'd never choose to go. Well, to. I mean, it's, a, it's seeing the world, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like you know, it's what it is. Yeah. They're paying for it. You're right. not you're not spending money while you're out there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. So my point is, I'm looking at it. You got I think ten guys in total. You're paying all those flights, you're paying everyone's wages, you're paying everyone's food, everyone's accommodation. And you got one uncooperative it, guy. You got one arsehole. And, but like you've got that must have cost thousands. Yeah, but I think those those things are often paid for, aren't they? Well, they yeah. were. It was actually part of a big festival, so mm. there was like a big festival going on, and wrestling was in the, you know, permanently once every couple of days in the, um, in the the converted what am I saying, indoor football stadium. So yeah, that was my big trip to Africa. I think I've hit everything on the head. Uh, one part I was very disappointed at was I found out that before Becky Bayliss was booked on. Uh, I think she, I can't remember her real name, but she was in WWE as the Vampire Girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ariel. And mm. at the time, I was very much in love with her, and she was supposed to be on the trip, but she pulled out, and that's how Becky Bayliss got on. Oh, how? So, what, yeah. what, I'm how not suggesting she'd have talked to me. But <laughs> I would say how differently <laughs> things could have turned out for you, eh? I know. Yeah. Um, so, and how did that Australia tour go? Oh, that didn't happen either, actually. So oh. I was quite chuffed. So <laughs> So everything everything <laughs> came up swimmingly for you in the end. That's it, yeah. Um, so he learnt no lessons at all, apart from maybe <laughs> put some uh, suntan lotion on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wish I had some like real proof. I'll put some pictures up on my Instagram of the trip. Do you know what? The, the only, the only uh, positive, well, a, a big positive coming out of this situation is that if you were to get sunburnt in Japan, you can still commentate. That's true, yeah. So, yeah. You won't get sunburnt. Wrap up warm. No, I will, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, look, it looks nice in Tokyo. I'm looking out the window now. It looks nice. Um, I'm not really. I'm in Portsmouth still. But. A couple of weeks ago, it was very cold. Was it? Like very, very cold. Like yeah. colder than England. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tokyo yeah. looks quite nice on my uh, my app, my weather app. Just so we'll uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring shorts. Oh, okay. I packed a few shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. 
There oh. you go. That was my trip to La Reunion. Um, I think I've pretty much hit the nail on the head on everything I said that a minute ago. Yeah, uh, no, I'd, I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts. Was Andy unprofessional? Should he? Were they right to be angry at him? Yeah, probably because I got myself. But in you know, it's interesting as well, though. In two thousand and nineteen, the mm-hmm. year we're in now, you would have. It would probably you probably wouldn't have got as much heat for it because people are a lot more understanding of Sympathetic. injuries yeah. and, and just like injuries in general, like and kind of looking after one's body. Yeah. Um, but in two thousand nineteen, I'd like to think you wouldn't have, uh, you know, been out in the sun without well, a suntan. Two thousand nineteen, no one would have asked me to go. Oh, that's a that's a good point, actually, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, stock has fallen quite a bit. In well, no, I was going to make more the point that wrestlers pay their own way to places. Oh, okay. Is no, that the point? Was, was that the point you were trying to make? No, no. It? The point I was trying to make was my stock has fallen considerably. Mm. But yeah, but you're you're finding your your path in other other fields. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll go well. I'm confident. Um, so yeah, so that's great. So thank you very much that's for right. telling us that story. Yeah, and we use the word story because again. We don't know how much of it is true. We don't. No, I can we I don't. can assure you. And the fact I was so honest about that M Dog thing, it just made me laugh. I was, yeah, I was like just trying to be his friend. Um, and he called me out instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Uh, good luck in Japan. Thank you. And maybe we'll speak to you when you're out there. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. Go, I've got a new phone. I've got 64 gig of memory. Is it? Well, memory's like really. No, my point is I can get Skype because I've I've got so many photos and. Okay, we'll podcast and video. Get Skype on that. Make sure you get yourself on those mobile uh, internet things at the airport. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll try and chat with you whilst you're out there. Yep. Mm. I can't wait. You well. So when are we going to do it? So if we did it on a morning hour, and yeah, we have to do it your your night time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one day off, one full day off. Oh really? Yeah. What are you going to do on that? Don't probably hang out with Kevin probably. What are your memories of, Kevin? I think it's probably what we're going to start the majority <laughs> of. The Kevin's going to be sick and tired of you. <laughs> so, Kevin, when the, uh, you know, when Steve Austin cut that promo the King of the Ring, what was the backstage thoughts going on? How did you feel when The Rock called you herm- a hermaphrodite? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that joke, actually. Really? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm sure he is. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Have fun with your, your, your <coughs> you know... <laughs> 10-day shoot interview with Kevin Kelly. I will. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have a chat while you're away. Yeah. If we can work out how to make it work. Yeah. If anyone knows how to record Skype conversations. Well, maybe we'll just WhatsApp each other and then someone can, you can convert that into voice now, surely. The text. Oh, I don't know. But yeah. that would be a ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous, Hello. like, voice notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Voxer. Yeah. So, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Voxer was ridiculous, by the way. Never really... Obviously, yeah, I know it was good. It was going for a while, but yeah, then, but the, then the second added WhatsApp uh, added the voice thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later, mate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was good, though. It was revolutionary at the time. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, follow me on Voxer. No, not really. Follow me on Instagram. B-O- no, Twitter. B-O-Y-S-I-O-N. He's, he's writing it down on a piece of paper because it's that hard. And then Instagram, which I'm getting very into He's putting T, he's putting an I next to that just so he remembers. Boy Simmons, Listen. I'm f- I'm struggling to get followers on Instagram actually. You're not posting enough content. I'm not posting enough flesh. Uh, Boy Simmons B O Y S I M M O N Z one nine eight four. Okay, there you go. Uh, Got anything you'd like to plug? Yes, absolutely. 
revolutionprowrestling.com. Mm-hmm. Get involved. Lots of good shows. Um, oh, it's too late to plug for shows because of your yeah. superstitions. Um, so we will have uh, been in uh, in Portsmouth and Bristol this weekend. Yeah, it'll be a fun fun shant. So hopefully we'll be back in Bristol soon. I hope. Um, but uh, shopprofpro.com for all your merchandising needs. All kinds of Revolution Pro Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling regalia available from shopprofpro.com. Follow me on Twitter at Aquilden, A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. I didn't need to write that one down. On Instagram, my name's also Andy Quilden. I don't really post on that. But every now and again, I post a little thing. Um, so just follow on the off chance I post something. Don't be, don't don't miss it. Do no. you know what I mean? Um, miss miss out. out. Mimo. Um, so yeah. And don't forget the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. Class is going on all the time. So, um, you know. Um, This coming Tuesday, not that you'd know, not that I've plugged it, but they've got a uh, tech specialist class. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I negotiated that this week. Oh, speak of the devil. Speak of the devil and he shall appear, I think is the terminology. Dan McGee is uh, doing a technical wrestling specialist class with Curtis Chapman Tuesday. Didn't know it. Didn't know it. So if you'd like to. If you missed it. So if you're an aspiring pro wrestler and you want to do it, Drop Dan McGee a message on his social medias and he'll give you full info or you can find out probably on my Instagram as well. Um, yeah. Cool. There you go. The only place to train on the south. These are the days. <laughs> Over and out. Bye. <laughs>